0: 630Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630Chad. Yes, it's the show that's more popular than Adele's new music, Inside Sports on 630Chad. How are you doing, everybody? Things I never thought I would say. I have two of them to share with you tonight. Here is number one. Canada is leading CONCACAF That is so fun to say. CONCACAF! Canada is leading CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. That is something I never thought I would say. I thought maybe someday in my lifetime, Canada would qualify for the World Cup again. I was just a young lad of 12 years of age, growing up in the thriving metropolis of Evansburg, when Canada played in the World Cup in 1986 in Mexico. Did not score a goal in losing three matches, but they were there, and they had not made it back. They're on the road to going back. Not only are they on the road to going back, they are leading the table with eight of 14 matches complete after beating Mexico 2-1 last night at Ice Teca Stadium. Whoever came up with that, that's brilliant. Mexico's home stadium, Azteca Stadium, Commonwealth Stadium, nicknamed Ice Teca Stadium for last night's match in the snowy conditions. Canada has not lost a game. Four wins, four draws for 16 points. Remember, you get three points for a win in CONCACAF. Canada, 16 points. United States, 15. Mexico, 14. Panama, also 14. So it is tight. There's work to do. There are six matches remaining. Canada still plays the States. They play Panama. So they have tough opponents, but they are on top. And I don't know if they're going to wind up on top, but they're there right now. And that is something I never thought I would say. Canada is leading CONCACAF world cup qualifying by the way if you would like some free reading later tonight to kill a couple of hours before bed look up what CONCACAF stands for and figure out how they arrived at that but I I mean look uh, Oilers played last night so I I was kind of keeping a a bit of an eye on the Canada game and it must have been thrilling to be there Brendan Escott from our sports department, the producer of Oilers Now, was there. He's going to join us later on tonight. Just tell us about the scene, about how cold it felt or didn't feel, the roar when Canada scored the goals, what it was like after, if uh, there were a lot of Mexican fans there. Certainly they had some supporters there. I I believe they had a a supporters section where, where Mexican fans could buy tickets to go watch the match. But Canada gets... I mean, they won both. They came to Edmonton in November. Saying, we want that home field and maybe some cold and maybe some snow and ice. Why not? To try and get six points. And they actually did it. And for the context of, of a Canadian soccer team actually doing what it's set out to do, that that's pretty much unheard of, quite frankly. There have been some low, low moments for Canadian soccer. A great generation of players. A great coach, great scene at Commonwealth. Uh, we'll see if we get more home games along the way here. But Canada, uh, 16 points in eight games. They are first in CONCACAF. Top three go automatically to the World Cup. The fourth place team will have to play uh, teams from other confederations to try to make it to Qatar. All right, so that is uh, thing. In, uh, phrase number one that I never thought I would say. Phrase number two has to do with Leon Dreisaitl. He's to the right of Hellebuck. They do get the win. Puck on the blue line. It's Nurse. Left side to McDavid. Over to Dreisettle. Scores! Leon with the one timer, goes high on Hellebuck. So, this phrase that I never thought I would say is as follows Leon Dreisettle is the deadliest goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Now, we're going to talk about some other Oilers topics tonight, obviously. Not a great road trip, not a great performance last night in Winnipeg. We'll touch on that, but I'm going to start with the positive this evening. And by the way, Craig McTavish is coming up between 6.30 and 7. He joins us twice a month now on Inside Sports as a regular. Leon Dreislettle has 17 points in 15 games. Incredible. He gets both last night. He's a power play sniper. He can score five on five. He can score pretty much from anywhere in the offensive zone. My good buddy, Bob Stoffer, who hosts an excellent program called Oilers Now every day from noon to two here on 630 Chet, posted this on the social media platform known as Twitter earlier today. Most goals since the start of the 18-19 season. It's Leon Dreisaitl first. 141 goals. Second best is Alex Ovechkin at 135. That's the company Dreisaitl is keeping when it comes to scoring goals. Austin Matthews. Yes, he plays for the Leafs, but you got to admit he's a pretty good player, has 132. So pretty tightly bunched, top three. And then Connor McDavid is fourth at 118. So Leon Dreisaitl, since the start of the 18-19 season, is the top goal scorer in the NHL with 141 goals. Why did I think I would never say he was going to be uh, the most deadly scorer in the NHL? Well, that wasn't really what was expected of him coming out of junior. Probably that he'd be more of a setup guy. Probably that maybe he'd be a pretty solid player. Maybe he could get around 70 points, maybe 45 of those, 50 of those would be assists. I mean, even uh, his uh, big year in junior with Prince Albert, 105 points, 67 of them were assists. He played that abbreviated campaign with Kelowna in 1415. Remember, he started the season with the Oilers, then got sent back to junior, part of the trade from PA to Kelowna. He had 53 points, 34 of those were assists. So he was getting, uh, you know, around two thirds of his points on assists, and he even started off that way in the uh, in the National Hockey League and then he gets 50 in 1819 we didn't finish the season in 1920 he gets 43 goals in 71 games 31 and 56 last year and now he has 17 and 15 games He is the best player in the NHL from the blue line down. I know you have heard us talk about that before, but I think he keeps proving it because he's a deadly passer. He can cycle the puck. He can protect the puck and he can finish and he can finish from pretty much anywhere in the offensive zone. So there are two things I never thought I would say that I am now saying. And it's fun to say them both. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 630 Shed. We are bigger than Adele. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. That's also how you can text the show. Follow me on Twitter at Reid Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. No relation to Dominique. And you can email Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. Kellen, is Adele the one that just, she names her albums after her age when she released them? No, I think that's Taylor what? Swift. Is it not? I'm pretty sure it's Adele. Check okay. out Adele's uh, title. What was that? Were you snoring, by the way, when you turned the mic on, like that caller we had the other night to the show? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Oh, what? like I just woke you up. No. What, As usual, Kelly completely <laughs> disinterested in inside sports. He's just like, when's the alien show on? We're only going to talk about all those Sasquatches that are running the government. No. <laughs> uh, I think I just accidentally uh, was either too quick or too slow on the button tonight, but there we go. All right. It's cold out there, man. Nose gets it, runny. It is cold out there. All right. So anyway... <laughs> That is how you get in touch with the program. So, look, the Oilers lost last night to the Winnipeg Jets. First of all, a few things to touch on. I'm going to first go here with some numbers. I reached out to the NHL stats department and I said, hey, statsies, uh, it, it, that's the name of the family that runs the uh, NHL stats department, the statsies, as opposed to the statsies, who uh, three of them played for the Quebec Nordiques. And so now so one I of them is the Winnipeg. I yeah. was going to ask if one of them was named Peter yeah. and the other Anton, and the other Marion. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll break down their first names later. The stat, I said to the statsies, so the Oilers have allowed the first goal in six consecutive games. What is the team record and what's the NHL record? Well, it works out perfectly for us because the team record is 11 in february and march of 2007 you know who the coach of that team was craig mctavish who i mentioned is coming up on the show a little bit later on so i want to get uh some of his thoughts about the oilers starts to games allowing the first goal and to me it's not just allowing the first goal which isn't a isn't a good thing but they're often being outplayed in the first period and and sometimes they've escaped you know, just down one or maybe even tied or maybe even in the lead, depending on the quality of their opponent and the quality of the Oilers goaltending. And I will say this about Miko Koskinen and Stuart Skinner to some extent, though we haven't seen him as much in net. uh, Awful goal allowed last night by Koskinen, but there have been some some first periods where he's clearly been the best Oiler and and have allowed them to stay in games until they've picked it up in periods two and three. So anyway, uh, 11 games in a row, In February and March of 07, the Oilers allowed the first goal of the game. They are currently at six. The NHL record probably won't surprise you, especially for those of you seasoned enough to remember watching this team perform. And I put perform in air quotes, everybody. The Washington Capitals in the 74-75 season in February and March of uh, that year, they allowed the first goal in 17 consecutive games that was also the season the capitals allowed 446 goals against i was uh, reminded uh, of that by bruce mccurdy from the cult of hockey earlier today so a little bit of context there i want to get into a couple other things about the oilers what i would like to see tomorrow night the significance of this home and home with the win another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help Def Leppard I was Talking to a colleague yesterday And I uh, We started talking about music And I said yeah my favorite band is Def Leppard And she said really I didn't think you would like Rock music I'm surprised you like Rock music I don't know how to take that Wow Yeah i, I like well, how, how did she See me Kellen Was I walking around Ched and and uh, People are thinking well like There's Reed the Pavarotti guy uh, I, I, I don't know I think you've been out of the building so long, people f- may have forgot what you look like, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> they hear you, they just don't well, see you. That's that's probably good for everybody if they don't have to see me. Three games in the NHL tonight, they all start later. Avalanche at the Canucks, who are having a tough go. Blackhawks at the Kraken, and the Capitals will play the Kings. Furnace family, Oilers hockey tomorrow here on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 for the face-off show. The game is at 7. Jets at Oilers. Jets now 9-3-3. and Oilers sitting at 11-4. and Robbie Ray is the fourth Toronto Blue Jay to win the American League Cy Young Award. He went 13-7 and this year with a 2.8 far, uh, 2.84 ERA, had 248 strikeouts and 193rd and a third innings pitched. The other, oh, by the way, he got 29 of the 31st place votes. Yankees' Garrett Cole got one, so he almost got, made it unanimous. The uh, other Blue Jays to win the Cy Young They got it three years in a row, 96, 97, and 98. Pat Hentgen won it in 96. Roger Clemens won it in 97 and 98 as he was able to prolong his career. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And uh, the late Roy Halladay won the AL Cy Young in 2003. So good honor there for Robbie Ray. Had a really good year for the Blue Jays. Okay, so oilers and jets tomorrow of, of course it'd be great to score first we'll talk about that with craig McTavish coming up here in a few minutes a, a few a few things for the oilers lately and i you know 15 games in i, I kind of feel like the overall performance I, I could almost split in half i i, I would think um maybe separating the first seven games from the most recent eight, or you can go eight and seven if you want, but I'll kind of roughly delineate it that way. I think recently they, uh, they have not had uh, as effective play from the lines three and four and not just scoring, but able to tilt the ice a little bit. Now I'm generalizing here. Obviously Ryan McLeod scored a pretty big goal in St. Louis, but I think generally you've seen those lines not doing quite as well in terms of uh, possession and results i still i gotta give koskinen credit for the year he's having the the most important stat to to everybody is ultimately wins and losses but I, I do think uh maybe some signs of fatigue coming into his game lately certainly the the first goal yesterday against winnipeg was was poor and i think we're seeing here from the oilers that they they turn the puck over too much and, and a lot of times it's when defensemen are trying to transition the transition the puck or get it up ice i, I think we've seen quite frankly duncan keith with too many really poor turnovers uh, i think barry and and bouchard are kind of up and down in that category they're both good offensive players so they're going to try to make plays sometimes it, it doesn't work and they come back to bite them uh i you know i think you know, Darnell Nurse had one roll off his stick last night. He also plays a ton, so there's more opportunities for him to be in tough situations. Uh, you know, Cuckoo and Russell don't play as much. I I, I actually think Cody Cece has been the steadiest Oilers defenseman so far this year. I'm not saying necessarily the best or the most productive, but I think Cece has been the steadiest Oilers defenseman so far. So just some of the trends there. I, I still stand by what I said a couple days ago that – the Oilers are a good team. They do have the ability to figure it out some nights. They were able to do that in Boston. They were able to do that against St. Louis. They were uh, certainly able to do that against the New York Rangers. They, I mean, give them credit for not going away in games. I, I still think there's more positive than negative. But I, you start to see trends now as we get into the second month of the season. And good teams have multiple ways to win. And I do think the Oilers have that. I think they've been able to win some games with depth. Like I said, maybe not as much lately, but they they did have some depth goals earlier. Fogle, Ryan, you know, Cassian has three. Turris got a big goal one night. Uh, go, goaltending's helped a lot in some games. Certainly the power play and penalty killing ways that they win games. But now we're seeing a little bit of trends about the problems that they have when they aren't able to win. So some things to address uh, will they be addressed internally will they be addressed by player improvement or will they ultimately be addressed by acquiring new players that's one of the storylines to follow craig mctavish will have his take on some of this he joins us courtesy abalon foundation repair western canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years home of the lifetime warranty mac is coming up next